Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I am excited to share with you a conversation I had with one of my Master's Club clients, which means she has been through a couple of fat loss fast tracks, and now she is in the Master's Club. And we start with a conversation about how she took control of her life. I was asking her what one of the biggest changes is that she has made in her life. And she was explaining that it's this idea that she is now certain that she has control over every aspect of her life, her health, her body, her career, her finances. And I asked her, have you always felt that way? And she said, no. And I said, how did you create that? Because for me, sometimes that can feel kind of far away and it's a little bit foggy how I created it. For her, it's a lot more recent. We have a great conversation about taking control of your life. And then I asked her, what's hard? I said, if you knew that I was going to look at the last three weeks of your journal, what do you think my feedback would be? And she shared that she wasn't seeing the physical results that she knows she's capable of, that she was getting a while back. And she was able to honestly reflect and say, I'm probably eating too much. Portions are probably an issue. She's really cleaned up the quality of what she's eating, but she might be overeating those healthier items. And so we have a really great conversation about a strategy she can put in place to start to learn more about when she really needs to eat and when she doesn't. It's a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it. We're going to dive in to this conversation where I am asking her kind of where we began together and what has changed the most over the last couple years of her journey. So I know that you've been with me for a while with Fat Loss Fast Tracks <laughs> and, and the Master's yes. Club, and I know that you've created some really significant changes in a lot of areas. And I want to talk a little bit about that, not so much to to waste time or not focus on where you need work, but because I think in understanding what you do well and what feels really good, we can take some of, some of the framework of that uh, and use it to inform where we go from here where things aren't as easy. So talk to me about kind of just, because we haven't had many opportunities to talk one-on-one, um, what is going really well for you? What changes have delivered results? Do you feel good about? Do you feel really in control of? Um, it's funny you should say control because that is the 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 biggest thing for me. 
um, yes, my journey started quite a long time ago with you and wanting fat loss, but Mm. it's turned into so much more. And if I would say one takeaway is that I'm in control. I'm Mm. in control of my food choices. I'm in control of my finances. I'm in control of my relationships, my life. I decide everything. And I think knowing that it really has brought me so much peace um, in, in all aspects of my life really. And, and I would say I started out a happy person, an optimistic person, but it's enriched my life so much and made me so much happier Mm -hmm. that, you know, even though I know that I'm not where I want to be, I just, I feel so much happier and at peace. I can't, and I can't, and so empowered because I really know everything I do is within my control. There's nothing that's holding me back except myself. Now, did you always have that perspective? No, no. And that's, that's actually what I want to say is like that, like perspective and and being able to change your perspective and how much that can do for, you know, for, for you. I, I would say, um, like in any situation where if I, if I am looking just at the food aspect of things, my triggers and the things that would set me off and cause me to, you know, overeat or make bad choices, just being able to say I'm in control and change my perspective, um, is huge. Yeah. Is, you know, and I, and I would say I really have made a ton of mindset progress, a ton of, you know, just, just looking at things for, you know, what they are and not trying to do things that are outside of my control, not trying to get ahead of myself, not, you know, just living in the moment and Mm -hmm. doing the best I can with, with each, each thing I can. And, and actually, you know, some of what you've said, try to get to the why, you know, get, so understanding your why Mm -hmm. I think has been important to me as well, because it isn't fat loss, right? You know, it's, it's, it's so beyond that. What is it for you? Oh, for me, it's, well, it's a lot of things, but it's really, it's to feel my best and it's to, and that means, you know, feeling confident and secure and in control and proud and, you know, amazing. So getting up, you know, visualizing what that looks like, that helps as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Just sort of when I think that I'm, I'm getting out of control just to center myself around that. Hey, what, you know, what do I want and what, if I'm trying to create this most amazing life, you know, what does it look like and what, and what can I do right in this moment to move me towards that? That's so awesome. And it's funny because when you talk about feeling in control, like no matter what happens with my finances, with my relationships, with my body, I am in control. And, and the reason I asked if you always felt that way is because as you were saying that I so strongly feel that I am in control of my business, that I am in control of my food choices, but I forget how I used to feel completely the opposite from that. Mm. And when I think about it, I was in a job that was really, really stressful. And I felt like so much of how I experienced my day was because of my boss. Well, I can't love my (laughs) job because my boss is a jerk and I can't work less because my boss won't let me. And, you know, I can't, eat healthy because my husband doesn't. And all, you know, all of the stuff that I felt out of control 
with. And now if you put me back in those same situations, I would have a completely different perspective because no matter who does what around me, I control how I respond. I control how I choose. If somebody around me is eating something I don't want to eat, that doesn't make me have to eat it. It doesn't make it any harder for me unless I choose to see it that way. So I love that you that you recognize and you're still so close to that shift for yourself. You know what I mean? By meaning, I guess I mean that you can still recognize what a big shift that has produced for you. I think huge shift. I mean, I, I will tell you, I cried this morning. I had, uh, you know, an awful encounter with my boss, but Mm -hmm. I got over it. I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. (laughs) I can control how I react. And, and you know what, regardless of what she said or, you know, what didn't say, it, 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 I don't want to manufacture things in, in my mind. I just yes. want to go forward. Because yes. you and, can create it to be a total nightmare by perseverating on it, by adding in, well, she must think yeah. this or she must yes. not know this. And it's like, yeah. who knows? All I have yeah. is the interaction <laughs> and you are in control of what you do with it once it's over. Yeah. And, and it's like, just knowing that is, I just, I can't tell you how good that feels. How did you create that for yourself? Cause I think there are probably a lot of people who feel like they aren't in control and maybe they don't yet realize, you know, they think, Oh, well, no, in this situation, I can't be in control. I'm not in control. It's somebody else. And I bet they can't even fathom how to move from feeling very limited because of their circumstances to feeling very empowered regardless of their circumstances. Circumstances. Yeah. I, I will tell you now, you know, I didn't, I haven't given it much thought how I got there, but just looking at it now it's practice. Mm -hmm. It was, it was embracing, um, uh, affirmations (laughs) and, and saying some affirmations that had me in control. And then in every moment it was repeating those affirmations and then until a point where I believed them Mm -hmm. and, and I really just did start putting them in practice and it doesn't, I mean, I think I probably told you like traffic used to make me absolutely crazy and, you know, other people used to make me crazy and, and all this stuff that it's like, oh my God, why did I spend so much energy on, on things that really didn't matter? And so really it's just taking, you know, one situation at a time and, yes. and seeing it for what it is. And then just say, you know, saying I have a choice here, yeah. how I respond is completely up to me and what's going to serve me the best. Yeah. What's going to make me feel better versus what's just going to make this worse. Right. What impact did that shift have on the way you take care of your health? Because I totally get how it makes you happier and less stressed out and, and more in control at work. But how did coming into this place where you feel empowered and in control of all aspects of your life, how did that influence the way you care for your body, whether that's in terms of food or workouts or both? Um, yeah, well, it it just makes everything I do more purposeful. It's like, I can say no to things that I don't want to do. And that, and that, you know, I don't do things out of obligation anymore. I do Mm -hmm. things that serve me. Um, you know, one of the big things I, I tried to do is get more sleep and I do that. And I say, that's for me. And you know, my workouts, well, 
I joined a second gym because I wasn't challenged at the gym that I was at. And I knew that I was, I was sort of going through the motions and I was working out, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't totally working for me. It wasn't, you know, I liked the social aspect of it, but I said, I need something more. So yeah. I, you know, I joined a, a new gym. I got a personal trainer. I'm, you know, I'm just doing things in a way that serves me better and, and takes me towards my goals. Do you find that getting more sleep and prioritizing that however and whenever you can impacts the way you take care of yourself in terms of food and exercise? Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. Like I would say of my big rocks, sleep is probably number, could be number one. Mm -hmm. And, and that if I have a lack of sleep, just everything else, I, I, my tendency is not to care about anything else because I'm overtired and I make bad decisions and, and it's hard to get out of my way if I do that. I think that's huge. And I think that's probably true for most people. And then they turn to willpower. How do I get more willpower? How do I get more motivation? And I'm Uh. like, if you feel like I have these (laughs) moments where I just don't care, simply getting more sleep. Sleep. Yeah. Yeah. It's so huge. Instead of being like, how do I motivate myself? Well, how about you make it easier by just being more rested so that you can think more clearly in these moments instead of being so emotional and reactive, you can be more responsive and deliberate. Yep, absolutely. That's been very true for me anyway with sleep. Holy Toledo, I am a different person if I am not well rested. <laughs> yeah, I know. I well, and and just, you know, paying attention to my body and knowing, well, when can I push and when, mm-hmm. you know, when do I need to rest? Because absolutely. you know what? I've been pushing too much. Yeah. And and you, you it's not a it's not a prescribed schedule, right? You know, it's like, "Oh, I'll take off every other Sunday or something." It's no, when it you feel it and you know when you, you know, when you just need to take it easy. Yeah, absolutely. And knowing the difference by being honest with yourself and by paying attention, when do I need to push and when do I need to back off? Because sometimes we do too much of one and sometimes we do too much of the other. But I think when you're really, when you're rested and you're doing things like journaling, it's so much easier to see for yourself when do I need to push? When am I making excuses? And I would feel better if I pushed versus when do I know that I would actually feel better if I rested? It's not Mm -hmm. like, what's the best thing to do? Because I think a lot of people get stuck feeling like it's always the best thing to push hard in a workout. It's always the best thing to get up earlier. But when you're able to say, what would make me feel my best? Many, many days it is get up and get to the gym. And some days it's go to bed. Yep. Stay in bed, get more sleep. And, and that difference there is so huge. I think that's very, very insightful. So you're not feeling any guilt. Yes, exactly. Like there's no judgment. Sometimes you need to rest. And at the same time, sometimes you need to kick yourself in the pants and get yourself moving. Yes. Um, what feels hardest to you right now? Where do you feel like you have this maybe sense that you know you need to do more, but you aren't, or you know that there is potential that you've not yet tapped and you really, really want to get there, but maybe you're not sure how, or you're sure how, but you're not doing it. Where is that place for you? Um, I would say the nutrition piece of it is the hardest and being consistent and um, pushing myself with the nutrition. I tend to 
sort of go with the routine and what's comfortable and, and, and our challenge that, that we've been having has been helpful. And I've, and I've, because it's, you know, black and white, you don't have to think about it. You either do it or you don't do it. Mm -hmm. I think I need more of that sort of approach to my nutrition and have more standards that I can, that I can try to, you know, say, no, Sarah, you don't, (laughs) you don't eat that. Or, you know, you don't take a second helping or whatever the case may be, or, um, you know, give my, give myself permission, but also push myself. Cause I feel like, well, that's the, I can push myself in other areas very easily and it, it's not comfortable pushing myself with the nutrition. So I tend to back off on that and, and I don't want to, I want to, I want to push myself, um, and I think make my, you know, doing things that make myself more accountable, like, um, you know, taking pictures. I know f- mm. for some people, like I hadn't done it in so long. And I think a lot of people do it, you know, to, to gauge their progress. But I, you know, for me, it was, it's keeping me in real and keeping me in the moment of, hey, wait a minute, you know, I... I still see something that I don't, you know, want to see. And, right. and so it, it motivates me. Um, what nutrition standards do you have right now, if any? Because I know you said feeling like you have more standards or stricter standards. What, if any, are sort of in place and non-negotiable for you right now? Um, well, with our challenge, it was no alcohol and no bread. Okay. And I will say, how many days in are we? And I... that. I've done it every day. I've that's done amazing. It every day. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So that's what, so I haven't on the lifestyle and the exercise, but I have on the nutrition. I think because I was, I didn't try to bite off more than I yeah. thought I could chew. Yeah. Um, and are you noticing I, that your body is reacting in a positive way or are you not really noticing anything? Cause we're three weeks in now. Yeah. I'm not really noticing anything, but I feel better. That's I mean, good. I, I feel better. Just, I feel proud that I, I can say, oh, wait a minute. Nope. I'm not having alcohol. Um, and you know, that's, that's good. Let's look at, I think that's freaking fantastic and huge and 21 days into hit it every day is absolutely incredible. Now, you know me well enough that I think we can play this hypothetical game successfully. If you were to give me the last three weeks of your nutrition journal, what you've eaten and how much every single day, what do you think my primary feedback would be to you based on the fact that you want to see more results than you're seeing? Um, probably portions. Okay. I think, I think just for, for my whatever size, age, whatever, I think I probably eat more than my body needs. Okay. And I, and I think I, I honestly think that that is, that that's where I, I don't necessarily have a standard. I mean, I, uh, but I, I think that that's probably one of the biggest reasons why I haven't seen more results. Not that I'm not eating healthy, but I'm eating more than. Yeah. And the reality is if you meet your body's needs with food, it has no need to use your stored body fat for energy. (laughs) Like that's just the way it is. So you can eat the cleanest foods possible, but if you're giving your body exactly what it needs, never mind, maybe giving your body too much at times, but if you're giving your body exactly what it needs, it doesn't have the need to burn fat. It's not like, Oh, you're doing great things and making healthy choices. So we'll do you a favor and burn some fat. 
That's not right. the way it goes. Your body burns the fat when it needs the fat for energy. And if <laughs> you are giving your body everything it needs, there's no need for it to burn fat. So to what extent are you paying attention to your hunger? What does that look like? Um, well, I'm, I guess I'm not paying as good attention as probably I need to. When I, when I journal about it, I typically have good energy or low energy, but I almost never have cravings. Um, like I can't remember the last time I said, Oh, I had a craving for something. Mm -hmm. Um, was that the question? <laughs> the question was about hunger. And what I would hunger. say is, yeah, yeah, if you feel like your issue is you are eating more than your body needs, then my response to you is spend the next two weeks paying very yeah. close attention to your hunger. So because, rating it? Yeah, because sometimes we find that we're just in a rhythm of like, okay, it's breakfast time, so I'm going to eat, and I usually mm -hmm. eat this much, and now it's dinner time, and I'm going to eat, and oh, I kind of want a little something, and I'm going to keep it clean, but I'm not even really hungry. It's just I kind of I want a little something because I'm sitting in front of the TV or whatever else. So I think that the key to fueling your body more intelligently when your choices are good is really honing in on am I hungry and how hungry am I? Mm-hmm. And then paying attention to that when you have the desire to eat and also after you're done eating. And I think that using that as a baseline without first trying to change how much you're eating, right? I'm not suggesting that you start by eating less. What I'm mm -hmm. suggesting is just when you wake up in the morning, how hungry are you on a scale of one to 10? How hungry are you? Um, yeah. And then before you eat, when you're like, oh yeah, it's lunchtime. Well, am I hungry? And how hungry am I? And then if you say, let's say that it, you, know, you normally have lunch around 1230 and you're like, oh, it's lunchtime. Well, how hungry am I? I don't know. Maybe it's like a two, but you're not really sure. Because lots of times you're not really confident in those numbers when we haven't spent much time paying attention to them. What I would right. do is, what happens if I wait 10 minutes? 10 minutes later, you might find that it's a zero. 10 minutes hmm. later, you might find that it's a three or a four or a five. And the hunger that we want to pay attention to is the hunger that grows, but we need to know where on the hunger scale for us, hunger kind of dissipates and fades away. For me, anywhere up to like a four on a scale of one to 10, it almost always goes away in a few minutes. Even if it feels really urgent for a second, that happens to me all the time in the morning at the gym. I'll walk into the gym and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm starving. Maybe I should go grab something and just, you know, have a handful of something before this workout. Five minutes later, mm -hmm. it's a zero, you know, and, and we only know that through experience and everybody is different, but these fall into the category of things we really should know about ourselves, right? Yeah. And yeah. It's funny because I guarantee that if I lined up a hundred people they could answer more correct questions about a stranger or a celebrity or a friend of <laughs> theirs or their spouse than they could about themselves. We, this falls into the category of things I need to know about me for the rest of my life. And that mm -hmm. is, what does hunger look like to me? When do I really need to eat or else I'm not going to feel well or else I'm going to get a headache? And when do I know that this is just like thinking about food or routine or habit? So decide that you are going to become the investigative journalist of your hunger and you are going to be paying attention to it. And this isn't something that like takes hours and hours of time. It takes a couple minutes a day for a couple mm -hmm. of weeks. And then you'll learn enough 
that it will naturally inform your action. You'll sit down to lunch and be like, I'm not even really hungry, but holy Toledo, I'm so in the habit of eating this whole thing, even though I'm not really hungry. So here is a case when I'm giving my body fuel when it doesn't need it. And then you have this trained awareness. You know, I was out to dinner this weekend and they, they brought out all this food and, and everyone was eating and it looked really great. But I was like, I'm not really that hungry. So I'm going to wait until my meal gets here because yes, it's here. And yes, it looks lovely. But is it good enough to give my body fuel when it doesn't need it? Knowing that that means I either don't burn fat or I store fat. No, mm-hmm. it's not worth it. Yeah, I definitely need to do this. I totally agree with you. I completely agree with you. And I think that if you just do this every day, it literally won't take more than a couple minutes of your day. After two weeks, I know you will be guaranteed uh, surprised by the, by the insights. You will, you will be, you will be informed and you will learn things that will make how much you eat so much simpler. Hmm. These are the things like I think every woman needs to understand her cycle and needs to understand how her body responds to different parts of her cycle. Know when she's more hungry, know when she's less hungry, know when she's more emotional, less emotional, etc. Those are the things we shouldn't just be surprised by every month. And the same thing is true of how your body responds to hunger. For me, when I realized that those lower levels of hunger on a scale of one to 10 almost always disappear. I'm like, why do I keep acting like the first twinge of hunger is this emergency that I need to respond to? Oh my gosh, I need a snack. I'm hungry. You know, right. And we just need to pay attention to those things. And I think in a couple of weeks you can easily do that. So it looks like when you notice any degree of hunger, or just even if you notice the absence of hunger, like, huh, I haven't had lunch yet and I'm not really hungry. Write it down do your best to rate your hunger on a scale of one to 10. And it's totally okay. If you're like, I don't really know where this is. Guess you will get better at it as you go. Pay attention to how you feel before you eat and after you eat and really be mindful. If you start to feel a little hungry, just to be curious enough to go, okay, hunger might not be the most comfortable sensation in the world, but it's not painful. It doesn't hurt. And I can learn a lot if I just say, well, what, what's this going to feel like in 10 minutes, go do something else for 10 minutes and then see where it is. See how you feel. You might notice that an hour goes by and you didn't feel anything. And you're like, well, would you look at that? Normally I would have had two handfuls of nuts right now. And I don't really need that. Hmm. Yeah, this will be fun. And keep me posted. I want to know kind of how it works for you because we could come up with 20 different food standards and start having you practice them. But I don't think that's the issue here. I think that the fundamental underlying cause of feeling like maybe you eat more than you need is because you're not paying attention to your own hunger and you don't have a good understanding of what hunger, true hunger, and the need to eat really looks and feels like with your body. And so that, to me, is the only thing we need to focus on right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I want to know, like, I want you to shoot me an email or let me know in 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 our Facebook group how it's going, be consistent with paying attention to it. It's okay if a few hours go by and you're like, oh crap, I think I was hungry, but I don't really remember. Whatever. There will be opportunities you take advantage of to make notes here and learn, and there will be opportunities you miss, and that's fine. But just do it consistently for a couple of weeks and then reassess and say, what have I learned here? And most importantly, what can I do with what I have learned? Right. Sound like a plan? Yeah. Uh, It sounds like a great plan. I'm up for the 
up for this challenge. Awesome. Awesome. And learning more about myself. Yes. Which I guess I wish I already knew, but it's okay. I'll and start now. And it's not going to take long, you know? It's really yeah. not going to take long. You'll be amazed at, at how quickly you can learn here. And then that's, that's valuable information for the rest of your life. Right. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's so great to get a chance to chat with you. And I can't wait to hear what you learn and how it helps you from paying attention to your hunger. Well, thank you. And I will definitely let you know. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.